It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Locked On. Locked On. Locked On. Locked On. Locked On. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, the day is finally here. It's Thursday. That means we get on-the-field drills at the Combine. How excited are you? I'm excited. Uh, you know, I, I've been scrambling to try to figure out exactly how I'm going to try to you know, eyeball some of this stuff at work um, yeah. and, you know, quietly while, while my boss walks by. No, I mean, it's, it's, I'm excited. <laughs> I, it's great just to have it on in the background and, uh, and just to be able to, to check in on the, on the players that you – uh, you've been kind of eyeballing on, on video for for all this time to actually see them kind of out there and and and, and stack it stacked up against other guys. It, it's just a it's 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 a great kind of uh, testing a homogenized testing process that that really really kind of gives you an extra dimension on these guys that you, you don't just get from the uh, from the from the tape. Right. Uh, this is always one of my favorite days. I love when the wide receivers and the tight ends test. Uh, just because a lot of these drills, you can see who's an easy mover, which person has uh, strong hands, which ones are still kind of making the transition over to the receiver in some cases. It's one of my favorite days. But today, we are actually going to talk about the other side of the ball. We're going to talk about cornerbacks. And Landon, there's a, this is a fun little class here because uh, while the names at 17 might not be great, the guys that could be there at 51 are really exciting too. So we're going to talk about uh, a few different cornerbacks here. And let's go ahead and start with C.J. Henderson uh, out of Florida. Okay. Widely regarded as what the number two cornerback in this class behind Jeffrey Okuda. Uh, came in today at six foot one, 204 pounds, 31 and a half inch arms, 9 inch hands. Um, what did you see from Henderson on tape? <sighs> Man, I, I really liked him. Uh, I, tall, lean, long-armed with a decent definition, but, but kind of skinny legs. He looked comfy and off coverage as well as in press. Uh, saw him line up on both sides, uh, outside and in the slot. Uh, I thought he tracked the ball, attracted and plays the ball very well. He, mm-hmm. he attacks the ball at, its high, at the highest point. Uh, his ball skills are absolutely legit. Uh, we got a little see a little bit of hero coverage with him versus LSU. They often matched him with Jamar Chase. Uh, it was really kind of a great uh, uh, matchup to see him and Jamar Chase going one on one, and I thought that was a very evenly matched uh, matchup between those two. 
I think he's got a nice side saddle and zone. His long legs let him open up his hips and, and eat up a good amount of ground while kind of straddling up field. Uh, needs to clean up his footwork and press. I think he, he kind of can get a little bit wide in his footwork and base, uh, but he manages to get away with it because he has such long arms and, and such great speed. Uh, he's bursty in all directions. He's got good click and close, sees the action in front of him, and explodes back up field to make the tackle. Uh, now, I was going to say, that you're, it sounds now, like you're describing a top 10 pick. Well, but here's I the, know what's coming next. Uh, speaking of tackling. Tackling is absolutely a, is a problem with this guy, especially Oof, in the run game. Bad. Uh, he doesn't seem interested, and he kind of lunges a lot. Uh, he seems. I think to me, it's it's that he, you know, I talked about the, the burst on the click and close and getting upfield. He seems to arrive at the tackle too out of control at times, um, and I think that is actually part of his of his lunging issue. Is that you know I, I mentioned earlier he doesn't seem terribly interested in it. it's not that he's shying away from the physicality of it it's just like we'll talk about uh gladney a little bit later i think gladney mm-hmm. enjoys this aspect of this game yeah but, absolutely yeah. uh i think where henderson's issue is more that he he realizes that i think he's scared of his himself here right he knows that he's not mm-hmm. a great tackler uh and that's problem that's why he's not in, emphatic about it but i think the problem is that he he arrives out of control and then he can't settle himself quick enough to kind of, of uh, you know, gather himself to make the tackle. And then he ends up, you know, lunging because some guy made a move on him and he's diving at his, his legs and hips. And sometimes he makes a tackle, but sometimes he doesn't. And it's not a it's a, not a good technique to continue to try to, you know, use. Uh, LSU tried to exploit him uh, with slant co- concept RPOs, uh, removing his inside help, and he would often still be able to contest and break up the pass. I mean, he's rarely out of phase in man coverage. And it's partly because he's just an elite athlete, yeah. right? He, he knows he can make up space whenever he needs to. Uh, so, yeah, I, I put somehow, despite not having good press technique, he is pretty good at pressing players. Uh, and, yeah. you know, his yep. hand placement can get can use some work, too. So imagine what he's like if he, if he actually gets that cleaned up. Uh, I put, where does he win? I, I think ball skills. I mean, despite the fact that he had zero interceptions last year, he had 11 pass defenses, and then he's, I think he's had like seven interceptions in the previous years before that. I, I, I think he plays the ball extremely well. He sees and tracks the ball extremely well, and when you get with his athleticism, he plays the ball like a wide receiver when it's in the air. Uh, can and unanswered questions are: Can he clean up certain aspects of his game, specifically press technique and especially tackling, to become a, an elite cornerback? Because I think he has all the other tools you need, uh, except those are two pretty big things, and they're yeah, and they're going to yeah. cost him almost a whole round of of, of the draft. I, I think. I mean, down to the the bottom half of the first round. Yeah, um, I will say C.J. Henderson is the type of cornerback that I really struggle with because. He's an uber athlete. Like, I expect him to test ridiculously well at the combine. But I just don't know how much to value the tackling. And and there's part of me that just wonders, okay, Henderson's technique is so bad at times, but he's able to get away with it because he's a good athlete. Is he going to be able to do that in the NFL? I'm not sure. Like, when you watch him in press coverage, like, at the snap, he's basically, like, standing straight up. Like, he might be crouched or, you know, bending his knees a little bit, but compared to, like, the other cornerbacks on the other side, it's pretty noticeable. I mean, he's – I think he's more raw than what people think he is. 
just because of the athleticism. Because, uh, you know, in 2018, they threw at him, you know, a little bit more. 2019, they hardly did. And I think he got a little lazy in some of his technique. Um, and then I, I, I just see somebody who, to me, I, I think his tackling technique is going to get him in trouble in terms of injuries. Because too often his head is down. He's trying to just use his shoulders. Um, it, it, he just looks like a guy to me that I'm all worried about staying healthy and uh, being able to make tackles. I, I don't know what to do with Henderson. I really don't. I, I tend to think that most of his problems are fixable. I mean, you know, tackling technique and that sort of thing, I, especially when you talk about the issues he's ha- has specifically as a tackler. I, I think that they are fixable just because it's about, you know, gathering f- your feet and, and about repetition. And I think some full-time pro coaching can help him there. And I also think, you know, with, with the press technique stuff, uh, you know, that's just, they're, 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 that's, they're not taught that a lot, especially no, not, not very You're well right. in, in, in the, in college. So I definitely think that both of these issues that he has are technique based. So the next question I have, if that's the case is, well, what kind of learner is this kid? What kind how interested mm-hmm. is he in, in actually improving and, and getting better or is he like you know, I'm who I am, and I, I you know I'm going to play this way, blah 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 blah. If he feels like he's a guy who can take coaching, and that you think will improve with coaching, if you talk to his coaches and they think he can do that too, then I think you'll find that uh, he may be a guy that's worth drafting. I'll be honest with you, I got a lot of Chidobi Awuzie vibes when I watched him. Yeah, I mean, I can I mean, see I, that for sure. I mean, like especially the 2019 film, there was times where. <laughs> where teams would just make great throws on him and he, there's nothing he can really do about it. But it just, for whatever reason, you know, he's this elite athlete, but it just seems like something is missing. Some physicality or some aggressiveness is missing in his game for me to be like, okay, yes, this is a, this is a top 20 pick at corner. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, I guess we're going to have to continue to have conversations about Henderson because I'm just not sold either way. Uh, how would you feel if the Cowboys, you know, picked him at seventeen? What would your gut reaction be? I think he's someone that that should be on the consideration for seventeen. I mean, I, I mean, he's just so talented that he's oh, one, for sure. He's he's definitely one of the guys I think that should be eligible there. I mean, because everyone's going to have warts in their games. Uh, I think the, the things that he, you know, again, the things that are are wrong with with his game, I, I think are fixable. So uh, I, I, you know, I'm on board with drafting a guy like that. You know, even if he isn't uh, a finished product his first year, which he probably won't be, uh, I think he can come in and give you a lot of good coverage stuff and then, you know, potentially be a guy that by year two is a very good starter and maybe by year three, you know, if he actually improves, could be one of the best corners in the league. All right, let's take a quick break and we'll come back and we'll talk about LSU cornerback Kristen Fulton. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Guys, we talk about physical fitness all the time, but there's another side of the game that is just as important. 
I'm talking about mental fitness. Calm, the number one app for sleep and meditation, has teamed up with LeBron James to help you train your mind. LeBron and Calm know that your mind is like any other muscle in your body. And Calm can help you train your brain so you sleep better, have less stress, and perform at your best. And if you head to calm.com slash locked on, you'll get 40% off a Calm premium membership. Again, that's 40%. With Calm, you'll have access to the nature scenes that LeBron loves, like rain or leaves, and so much more, like sleep stories and meditation. For a limited time, our listeners can join LeBron in using Calm with a 40% discount to an annual membership at calm.com slash locked on. Unlock content to help you focus, ease stress, and sleep better. Get started at calm.com slash locked on. That's calm.com slash locked on. All right, Landon, this one's going to be fun uh, because I think we might have the same opinion on this guy. Um, LSU cornerback Kristen Fulton. Uh, this is somebody who is widely considered a first-round pick uh, in the 2020 draft. I've seen some people have him as the number two cornerback in this class, including pro football focus. Um, what did you see in the tape when you watched Fulton? Good height, build with long arms. He's hesitant with his punch when he's in press technique and over-reliant on his feet to make him right. He does stay low in his pedal. He's comfortable mirroring in man and opens his hips up smoothly. Patient feet and off coverage lets the receiver come to him. Not exactly excited to tackle, but can do the job. He's not overly physical. Uh, inconsistent effort when the ball isn't thrown his way. Uh, is tracking the ball down. I, you know, look, this is where I really disagree uh, with some of the other people I've seen. Um, the the he re- I think he really tr- has problems tracking the ball downfield. I, I agree. I, I, don't, I don't love I, his ball skills. And, and I really don't. P- PFF like actually I think rated him as one of the best downfield like corners or at least I think it gave him very high grades for down the field. I, I mean I saw a guy who was constantly mistiming jumps. Uh, was uh, you know it's funny because in the tape when you watch it it's tough to, it's tough to watch like in all twenty two tape a coach's tape it's tough to see uh uh you know the the uh, arrival of the ball where you know when it's up the sideline because you know it's it's sometimes if it's on the other side of the field from where the camera is you have to get the 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 end zone tape when and hope it you know that the camera pans over in time for you to kind of see what happens there and there's just too many times when it, it pans over to Fulton and he looks like he's on his way down as the ball is arriving you know or or that he looks like he's flattened out uh, uh, while while the ball's getting there, it's just it, it was surprising to me how much it felt like he lost track of the football down the field, uh, and, and then he ended up like committing penalties or pulling on guys, and you know what I'm saying, like uh, you mm. know trying to get it, and he got a you know the thing, funny thing is that he got away with a, some of them, you know, I, there was different definitely different times when I saw him you know pulling on a guy down the field because he knew he wasn't going to be getting the ball the ball he couldn't you know he mistimed it or whatever and then not get called for defensive holding or whatever so you know you, i guess you got to give him a little bit of credit there that he he, he can hold he knows how to hold yeah, sure and, and, and not get away, really not, i mean skill. it really is because you're gonna use it in in, in uh you know, in the NFL for sure. I think his, he's got really good click and close, uh, but can lose balance at times with too many steps trying to get going forward. 
Uh, I just felt like he ended up on the ground a lot at times. Uh, and not mm-hmm. normally... It's funny, not normally in coverage. Like, when he's in coverage, I think where he wins is that he is actually a very sticky cover guy. I think he sticks with guys. I think he, you know, stays with them very, very well. And I think he will... I think he will deter quarterbacks from throwing his way because they will look at him, and and this is in college, they will look at their man being covered by him and see, okay, that guy's not open, so I'm not going to throw it to him. I I wonder if he doesn't get exposed more in the NFL because quarterbacks will look at their guy and see them and say, okay, well, he's he's NFL open. And then throw the ball his way, and then he won't be able to make a play on the ball. So I, I do worry that he might actually, ha, you know, not tra- his game may not translate as well in the NFL because I, I I worry about his ability to play the ball. And I think in, in college teams weren't looking his way because he, like I said, he's on the guy. There's not a t- there's a tight window you're going to have to throw to make it. And in, in college you probably don't want to make it. But in the NFL, the quarterbacks can make that throw, uh, and I, I question his ability to do something about it once the ball has been thrown. Yeah, so I um, first, let's go ahead and get through some of the character stuff first. Um, he was actually suspended for two full years for tampering with a failed PED test. So he uh, apparently he admitted that he smoked marijuana, he failed a test, he tried to get somebody else's urine to cover up for it, uh, and it didn't work out, so he suspended two years. Um, he actually got reinstated after one year of suspension after a different panel looked at it, uh, came back in 2018, played pretty well, uh, dealt with an ankle injury, and then he had the 2019 season where um, he was pretty good. Um, I did not love the tape. To me, it just looks like a guy that he's great when he can see everything and he knows where the ball is at, but whenever the ball is in the air, he panics and he grabs, and I think that's a bad trait to have. Um, I, I actually kind of digging through some of the, the measurements and uh, my film, I, I found somebody that I think he's very comparable to. The exact same height, weight, arm length, and wingspan as Drake or Patrick of the Bengals, who, you know, a, a big-time corner at Alabama, little grabby but super athletic, was able to get away with it in college in the, in the NFL, um, you know, just not able to, to make the leap to, you know, going from a number two outside corner to being a number one. Um, I, I did not love Fulton. I, I put a third round grade on him. Would not be happy with him at 17. Uh, you could talk me into it in the second round just because you're then gambling on you know the athleticism and the big school pedigree. Uh, but I was certainly was not as impressed as other people. What did you What did you think about? Um, Fulton against some of the big time opponents. Did you watch him against Alabama? Yeah, I, I watched him. I mean, he, he, listen, you got to watch that Alabama LSU game. I mean, and yeah, it's it great. It's just really, really a great way to to see all those players in, in a good matchup. And you know, I just I I, I saw him similar to how you see him. I think he has a skill set that is definitely going to make you interested. Um, but I I have concerns about you know how well. I, I have concerns about uh, that. You know that that his game is not going to. Even though he looks the part as an NFL corner, I think his game may not translate uh, as well to the NFL game. And I think Drake Kirkpatrick, Kirkpatrick is a, is a really 
interesting uh, comparison because I think a very similar situation, right? Um, yeah. So yeah, I I I I really I don't have an issue with the player. I have an issue that the that that he's being considered in the same category as C.J. Henderson or hey, I, so agree. I think yeah. he's a tier below those guys to me. Yeah, the other thing I didn't even mention, I I did not love his tackling either. I mean, he, he I would say he's a better tackler than C.J. Henderson, but it's not significant, right? The, the, it's certainly not one of his strengths, right? Yeah, no. I mean, I, I, I would say, I would say, you know, it's funny. Uh, I would say that, that Fulton is a better tackler, you know, but I would say that C.J. Henderson is a more physical player. You know, like he in route and stuff, he'll jam guys. Fulton, like, yeah, I would agree. Fulton yeah. looks like he... Fulton never gets his hands on the guy, I, and I hate no, that. Like it no. just you know, like there's too many times where I just he doesn't even throw a, a jab, and it's like he's hesitant. And yeah, I just I, I think that I, I would even though Fulton might be a little bit better tackler because of technique, I think Henderson's a much more physical player. All right, let's talk about some fun cornerbacks for a second. I, these guys just make me too sad. Uh, let's talk about Jeff Gladney from TCU. Um, I. I'll, I'll be honest. I, I love the tape. I thought it was fantastic. His game against Iowa State uh, last year when he was going up against Hakeem Butler was maybe the best cornerback tape I've seen all year. Uh, so physical. Uh, the feet are fantastic. Uh, he's more. He's like a, a, an annoyance more than anything. Mm-hmm. He's just going to be up in your grill all game long. Uh, measured in today, 5'10", 191. 32-inch uh, arms, though. Pretty good for a, a player of his size. Uh, what did you see in Jeff Gladney? Yeah, uh, I saw a. Uh, th- he seems a little bit different uh, type of corner than these other guys uh, that I thought. I mean, long legs, but looks like normal kind of arm length, a, a bit slight, uh, quick feet with uh, feet ready, stay ready, uh, and he's constantly pedaling, so he is o- is always ready to move in any direction. Um, and s- but sometimes it felt like his t- his feet got quiet when 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 they do he can be beat right by receivers. There were times when I saw him get beat on double moves where his feet stopped and then and then like he the receiver got him to stop his feet and then was able to get upfield. I think specifically was it uh, Procise? What's the name of the the, the, kid, um, the SMU kid? James uh, Prochet. Prochet. Yeah, I saw him. I saw him get there a little a couple different times doing that where he basically got uh, Gladney to kind of stop his feet and then get past him. Um, but, you know, st- mentioning that, he, smart. I, mentioned, I have in my notes, smart player, learns from his mistakes on the fly, got beat on the d- type of double move I described earlier, then came right back and used mm-hmm. a speed turn this time to quickly turn around and get back in phase on the deep route because they tried it again. Um, sometimes gets goaded into flipping his hips on press technique, uh, leaving him exposed, double move. That's kind of a continuation of the earlier note. Uh, love his smarts, communicates well during zone, makes plays by coming off his man while watching the quarterback uh, and, and delivering a blow to uh, other players, cover, players being covered by other guys and, and then knocking the ball loose when it arrives. Uh, ready for the screen to his sides, he attacks blockers. Uh, still, I, another note. Get, he's. I feel like he's guessing on double moves. Played some hero coverage versus Mims at, uh, at, at Baylor, and once a whole bunch of reps, specifically at the point of attack, including one. That was a fun game to watch. Including, yeah, that, that was, was a good one. Uh, including one saving a touchdown. Uh, where does he win? Uh, he uh, to me, he's a heady, physical gambler. Uh, he, I think he's got some uh, really good athleticism to him. Um, mm-hmm. but I think that his game is about being aggressive. His game is about 
uh, uh, being physical. Um, he's not going to be passive and, and, and just wait to pounce. He's going to try to get after you. Um, uh, I, the problem, I think, is that this play style, uh, my un- unanswered question is he's very slight. Can he deal with the bigger wide receivers he might see week to week in the NFL? Uh, I think his play style mixed with his body gives me concern because I think he needs to you know, put some weight on uh, in order to kind of to, in order to kind of you know survive the way he plays, it's sort of in a and I'm not comparing him to this guy, but sort of in a Bob Sanders type fashion, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, you know? yeah, I know what you mean. Where yeah. he's so physical in his mindset, but his body, he doesn't realize that he's an undersized player. I love Gladney. Yeah, I, I really do. I think if the Cowboys are looking to find different defensive backs from what they have. I think Gladney is the kind that you want, right? Because he is so aggressive and he's so physical. Uh, he plays bigger than his size. I- I've heard that he's going to test ridiculously well at the the combine, like low four threes. Uh, he had like a six twenty five squat, which is pretty incredible for somebody his size. Um, do you think he falls somewhere between the Cowboys' first round pick and second round pick? Does that seem likely? Uh, the, I mean. It'd be great if he did. I just, I, I, it's hard to tell at this point. All these corners are kind of like, you know, packed in together. So it's really just about preference with a lot of these guys. I, I guess to me, my ideal situation would be to get him in the second round. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. Ten spots. You know what I mean? Fifty-one would be amazing to get this guy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, I, I, we're gonna talk about another guy here in a second. But to me, I like the value of the corners in the second round a lot better than what I see in, in the first round. I know you like Henderson probably a little bit more than me. But, you know, between Gladney, uh, Bryce Hall from Virginia, uh, and some of these other ones, I think you're going to get a pretty good player there. And I don't see I don't see a significant gap. Uh, let's go ahead and talk about one more. Cameron Dancer from Mississippi State. Did you get to his tape? I only watched, like, a game and a half of his. So, But, I, I mean, I think I got the, That's, I think I got the, the idea with him. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and start with uh, Cameron Dancer. Um, not... He's a big cornerback. He ended up being the uh, the biggest cornerback at the the combine, but short arms actually only thirty yeah, and a half inch arms. I was surprised arms. by that, like just because he doesn't yeah. it doesn't look like that on tape. Really, he looks so long on yeah, tape. Yeah, which is crazy. Um, but I think that might just be his body style, right? Because yeah. he's six to one hundred and eighty eight pounds. Um, man, I love his game. I, I might even like his more than Gladney. He's he's a long physical cornerback. Uh, who can do a lot of different things to you. I think he's best in press man, probably. Um, but, I, you know, I saw a guy who uh, is an explosive athlete. Um, confidence is certainly not an issue. Uh, you know, it, the comp that I gave for him, and I've been telling you this for a while, is Al Harris. Now, are the Cowboys looking for that kind of cornerback? Are they looking for the, the man-to-man cornerback that will play up on the line of scrimmage and play press coverage? I don't know. Uh, but this is a guy that... Uh, I, I think you know Chris Richard would love right because yeah. he has that height and length. Um, what did you think about him? Yeah, I mean, I, I I watched him a couple of different. I watched him for a game, and and I thought, man, like this guy really uh, would shine on Chris Richard's defense. And, and, yeah. it's, and so, I, but I also was sitting there watching him, going, you know, how much uh, how much is this guy going to really fit into? any kind of defense you know i mean like how, vers- he's, how he's very sp- he, seem you know? specific yeah yeah, yeah so i agree I, I i had concerns about that i think you know he's he's fun to watch for sure in the sense that you know he's physical 
uh, he, he doesn't mind mixing it up. He definitely is going to be the guy who's going to get in your face. Uh, and, I, you know, I, I, again, his game, just the way it was, made it seem like uh, it, it, it was one of those situations where he would just probably be in his best, just like all up in the line of scrimmage, in the wide receiver's face, you yeah. know, and, and, and playing like that. I guess I didn't see enough reps in my viewing of a lot of other kind of, you know, zone or, or, or there's or some off coverage, but he certainly plays more man. Yeah. That's certainly his strength. And that's, that's the thing is I just didn't, don't know that I saw enough to know exactly what he's like outside of press man. Yeah. But I, I um, think he's, he's good. He probably, you know, he's, he's uh, yeah, definitely one of the better guys you can get in that second round. If you're looking for yeah. a physical press corner. Uh, I love Pro Football Focus's comp for him. They compared him to Dominique Rogers-Cromartie. Uh, that makes a lot of sense to me when you look at the athleticism and the body type. Uh, Dancer could, you know, he could definitely try to add 10, 15 pounds of muscle. I think he could use it. I'm a little worried that bigger wide receivers um, might be able to bully him a little bit at the line of scrimmage, but. Uh, in the second round, I- I'm willing to take a chance on Dantzler. Um, let's wrap up this discussion by ranking these four cornerbacks. Uh, Henderson, Fulton, Gladly, Dantzler. Who did you like the best? Uh, where would you slot these guys? Uh, I-, I mean, for me, it's definitely Henderson, then Gladney, and then I, I probably would say – Fulton and then Dantzler. I mean, I think they're close. I think Fulton and Dantzler are close. The difference is, yeah. is that Fulton just has a higher, you know, expectation of going higher. I think Fulton should uh, be ranked where uh, Dantzler is. Yeah, Dantzler's almost three years younger than Fulton, too. And if you care about age and any of that kind of stuff, I think uh, that's important to note. Uh, I've got, yeah, Henderson, Gladney, Dantzler, Fulton. Uh, the top three I would be fine with, you know, Henderson – maybe in the first round, and then certainly Gladly and uh, Dantzler at 51. If you have to trade up to 45 to go get one of those guys, uh, I, I like them. Um, we're going to have to talk about some more corners because yeah. there's some other guys out there that uh, are interesting. Bryce Hall, Trayvon Diggs. I don't know if you saw his measurables today, Diggs, uh, yeah. but they were fantastic. Uh, I know some people like that Jalen Johnson from Utah. Uh, so we'll get through some of these names. Maybe the combine will help us sort some of these guys out a little bit. Yep. Maybe we'll get some uh, some more information. Um, really quickly before we go, Landon, uh, a little bit of news for you. Uh, the measurements again today for the defensive backs. Antoine Winfield Jr. came in at five nine two oh three. How excited does that make you that he's not five eight and change? Uh, I mean, you know, it's 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 clearing a, a hurdle. It's clearing a low bar, uh, quite yeah, maybe sure. maybe quite literally. Uh, so I, uh, but yes, I mean, again, like I, I think that does, uh, I th- I think that does you know help him out as far as not being potentially f- suddenly just falling multiple rounds because you uh, uh, you were. Half an inch shorter than everyone thought you were, you know. Yeah, I, what I, I just looked at the numbers. I think uh, Fulton and Winfield actually have the same wingspan, which is kind of interesting considering, you know, everybody considers Winfield so small, uh, and his arm length was actually better than some of the top cornerbacks. So it is what it is, I guess. We'll have to see. We'll see how Winfield performs at the combine. Uh, I believe they test on Sunday. Um, I don't expect him to test as a super elite athlete, but. That's not his game. His game is creating turnovers, and I think he's going to continue to do that 
in the NFL. That is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow Landon at McCoolBCB. You can follow the show at LockedOnCowboys. And I'm at Marcus underscore Mosher. And we will see you next time. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.